naturally. So you're going to hear me just in terms of names, uh, hear me say the original names, and I'll, I'll tag the English name to it, the colonized English name to it uh, when I think about it. Like my wife, she just, yeah, sure. I said, well, they might not. Okay, but you all are very educated people and I understand. So, you know, we'll say Yeshua Jesus or Yeshua called Jesus. You know, that's what we used to. You understand? Of course, Jesus is a translating of, translation of the Latin word Jesus. So it was of Latin, Greek, of actual Latin perception. And um, actually, Messiah, even dealing with uh, Christ, uh, Messiah is a better English word because Christ comes from a Latin word. Also, Messiah comes direct from the Hebrew word Mashiach. Uh, so um, we've really been dealing that area, and like Pastor King said, that's one of our areas that we uh, empower the body of the believers in, that is uh, connecting back uh, to your roots. You know, colonization have done some damage, some serious damage. And, um, you know, colonization changed names, and that name has changed to actually serve the identity. So it's all right. Well, why, why you say Jesus? Why you say Yeshua? It doesn't, it does matter. You know, when you know better, you do what? But, you know, I had to work a lot of, I had to work it out. I had to work it out. Okay, so we're going to uh, go in this area um, of, of, of what's ahead uh, this upcoming year and also a decade, this decade, what's ahead. And uh, we're going to look at some things in a different uh, perspective in terms of giving you what's coming. Is that all right? You know, I'm going to do it anyway, though, but it's, it's, I just, side I ask you, at least you give you a little participation in it. All right, so um, this year, <clears throat> I mentioned colonization, of course, and then uh, the Bible, and please don't get offended, the Bible means book of books, uh, contained translations of the scriptures. That's what Bible means, book of books. Now, I know somebody, people want to fight me because I said certain things, but it means book that contained books. And those books are actually translations of the scripture, which means writings. You understand? Writings. Okay, so if I say some things, you know, don't get offended because I, I, I don't cover that area. But the uh, Bible is actually a Greek-Roman perception relative to the Messianic scriptures called the New Testament. Okay, hang with me. Now, New Testament, that, coin, that phrase was coined by the Catholic bishop Melito around 150 A.D., uh, prior to that, the uh, ambassadors or the congregation of, of, if you want to say church, always referred to what's called the New Testament as the Messianic scriptures, Messianic writings. Okay, now that's a Hebraic uh, term. The people who wrote the scriptures were Hebraic. You understand? People of color. Okay, and the Rome being a superpower, they took the knowledge that the, their, the philosophy of the Greeks infused it in to law and culture, and they actually colonized the scriptures. They colonized what you call the Bible. Okay, so, you know, there's a Greek text. However, there is an older uh, translation of the Messianic scriptures in the Ethiopia, Ethiopic text. And some people don't know this, but Egypt is in Africa, if you didn't know it. <laughs> and, you know, and we just, we're not about no race stuff, we teach truth. 
And when you teach truth, it opens up some things. Okay, so when I was in the seminary back in the 80s, I asked the question, well, how is it that the Greek is the original and the oldest, and you got a, a, a Bible wrote by black folk that's older? They said, well, well, you got a point there. That's okay, but I'll put this down for your answer so I can, you know, pass this course. So, you know, <laughs> I did. Amen. You know, so these, these things, we got to start looking at. We got to start looking at it because all of us was born into a colonized mindset or culture. And then when we go to the Bible, we're looking at it from the same perception, those same eyes, and we're missing it. Okay. So even when you talk about the year meaning, the Gregorian calendar is a Greco Roman calendar. It was instituted by a Catholic uh, pope, uh, Bishop George Gregory. Not, not the Holy Apostles, but the Catholic Bishop George Gregory. That's why it's called the what? Gregorian calendar. Okay, and uh, in the first three centuries of the beginning of, you can say, church or congregation, uh, there, there was an invasion of the Roman Greek colonization, and, and they formed what you call religion or the universal church. That's what Catholic, Catholic means, universal the universal church, but they formed an institution. If you didn't know it, the church was started by the Roman government. If you didn't know that. The Catholic Church was started by the Roman government. Y'all remember Constantine, a Roman emperor. You see, he's the one who came in and so-called gave some relief to the Messiahs, a Mashiachs, uh, later translated Christians, you know, because he took on uh, that belief system uh, or their religion, you, let me put it like that, because he still worshiped Mithras, the Persian sun god. That's why so many holidays uh, that are celebrated by the church today, uh, uh, you can trace them back to a false god. You understand? The only reason he took on the Christian, what he called religion, was because supposedly he had a vision and saw a cross in the sky. And he got victory, so he switched over. And when he became president, he made it uh, illegal to continue to persecute these people of the way. I'm just giving you a backdrop on these numbers. These people of the way, and they immediately uh, missed it and made him a, a great apostle, you see. And uh, he severed the identity and the Hebrew roots of the early congregation and made it illegal to have house church, illegal to have house prayer, and illegal to worship the way that the early believers were worshiping. He stopped all of that. You know. And then he said, you're going to worship on the venereal day of the sun, called Sunday, on the Gregorian calendar. This is what you're going to do. And that's why we have it like it is today. Okay? Because the United States, our nation, our, our whole country is based on Greek-Roman culture and Greek-Roman religion. And if you just... Go on the internet, check it out yourself. You will see in the uh, Catholic libraries, and they got it recorded there. Whereas <clears throat> they said, "Now we, we're not going to worship with these. These Hebrews are not going to tell us what to do. We're going to forget them. We're going to do our our way. We're these detestable Hebrew Jews. We don't want to have nothing to do with them." You know. So when you start looking at history, you know, and how things got the way that they are you can understand clearly why we got the mess on our hand that we have. Uh, I'm going to use the word church 
is full of lawlessness because religion that started the church was full of lawlessness. You understand? Okay, so um, now the calendar that uh, Elohim God gave Yisrael or Israel, the Yisraelites, them to govern their lives back is the Hebrew calendar. That's the one he gave. And, and of course, replacement theology teaches us that, you know, the church replaced Yisrael. How could that be? You know, but we have to understand that Israel, I'm, I'm just originally, Israel, Yisrael, their call was to be a nation on earth that would be a pattern for other nations to understand the kingdom of heaven in the earth. The mandate for mankind was to be a royal family in the earth representing the king and his kingdom, to colonize the earth with the kingdom culture. One royal nation. You remember over in Kepha called Peter, he said you are chosen, a royal, a called out nation. So Israel's job was not to be separate. I mean, the father never started Judaism. He never did. He always wanted a royal nation that would colonize the earth with the culture of heaven. That's what he wanted. So Israel was supposed to be a pattern of that nation. They rejected the call. Over in the book of Shemoth, Exodus 19, you can take it for your notes, I want you to go back and read it. He said, listen, I want to make you all a kingdom of priests. That's what I want. I want you to make you a special people unto me. And the sole purpose was for them to be a pattern of the government of heaven and how heaven operated in the earth. So they said, no, we want a king like the world got. We don't want that. And see, priests, a better word for priests is representatives or ambassadors. You seeing it? So to say that Israel is a separate state and we're not part of that, we the church, is to say it from a, I'm, I'm not going to say the I word, lack of knowledge. <laughs> now, if I was in power and faith, I'd say ignorance. <laughs> and be just be through with it. I'd just drop it, you know, <laughs> you know, because that's, that's all it is, you know. You understand? That's all it is. So we didn't, we didn't replace nobody. Uh, we are here to pick up that same mandate that was given to man in Bereshit Genesis 1.26 and was given to Yisrael, his sons, to colonize this earth with the culture of heaven. That's it. All right. So that calendar that he gave us is how we uh, govern things or how we determine what's ahead. See, this is year 2020 on a Gregorian secular calendar, right? That's one culture, right? All right. Now, on the Hebrewic calendar, which the Father gave for ambassadors or those who have been born again, became citizens of heaven, he gave them a Hebrewic calendar. And he reset it with Moshiach, a man, Moses, Moshiach, Moses, a man he called to develop a nation. The people were in slavery and bondage. He, he said, go and get them. I want to turn them into a prototype nation for other nations in the earth to see how they should be and what I want, and they'll become a part of this nation. But he called Moshe to lead a nation. 
to formulate a nation. You understand? Okay, so that, and he said in uh, Exodus uh, 12, he said, this year shall be the beginning of your years. And he, told, he talked to him about uh, Pasca, uh, Passover. And he, and he, and he uh, told him about the uh, holy feast days and began to give him some other things. He gave Moshe a law. See, law produces, excuse me, law produces government. Every nation is governed by government. If you don't have government, you don't have a nation. And that government is, is formulated through law. That's why he gave Moshe the Ten Covenant Laws to govern that nation. And replacement theologists said, well, that's passed. D did it not? Have you heard the law of pass and we're under grace? Yeah. That's so out of the water, it's crazy. It's just totally crazy. And, and uh, uh, Pastor King asked him about something. We'll cover that later. But we'll get all up in there and walk that dog through that park, come out on the other side and, <laughs> and go and barbecue and go back up through there again. Because that's why we said the church has become a lawless entity because they walked away from law through uh, erroneous and uh, bad teaching. You understand? All right, so he gave him that calendar, right? So on that calendar, we're in the year right now, 5780. We're getting ready to go into 5781. Okay? 5780, let me back it up. You see it? 5780, and we're going into 5781 in about a month or two here. Now, on the Gregorian calendar, we're in what? 2020. But this one here is going back a lot farther. This, this, this is the closest record we have to being accurate with the time that the Father gave his people and his people were to give to the other nations. Okay, now you see how the, how, how the Romans and the Greeks came in and, and, and separated and started something different. So when you look at the year meaning, uh, numbers have meaning. They are prophetic. And check this out. The Hebrew uh, numbering system actually is produced by the Hebrew letter words. In the Hebrew, what you call alphabet, each letter is, is a word. Like you got A, A, right? How you spell A, A? How you spell B, B? Real easy. Pass the test, no problem. Get a degree, scholarship, whole nine yards. When you get to the, the Hebrew language, the language that the Father chose to document his word and communicate uh, with us in, each letter is a word. You, you understand? So, you know, Yeshua, Jesus, is the word. And when you look at those words... In the original text, they are spelled with other words, not just letters. So that means that they are infinite. When you start studying from the Hebrew language, the language of Scripture, you don't run out because you just don't run out. You got words, spelling words, and words, spelling words, and you just never run out. And the Father is unlimited in terms of who he is and knowledge. You understand? All right, so this 5780, you go by those, those last two letters, uh, 80, the 5, the 7, and then you got the 80. So we're in a decade of the 80s. We're getting ready to begin the first year of that decade, right? There's just now numbers, <clears throat> very important, and I'm going to give you extract this meaning. Uh, numbers bring about preciseness. You can predict things based on numbers. Numbers are prophetic. When Donald Trump got elected, and you voted for him, that's you, and I'm not a politician. I'm, I'm, I'm neither one of the feathers on the bird. I vote independently. And what's best, you understand? But we talked from the scripture numbers and, and, and shared how that he would be elected. 
doing 5777. And you look at the numbers and what that seven mean, you know, that sharp sword, that word that's come out of a person's mouth that couldn't bring the vision, you can see that has manifested. That was all prophetic. That's a, that's a part of initiating the birth pains in terms of the tribulation period that's right up on us. So he is carrying out a function. Okay. All right. So um, with that being said, uh, 5780, we're going to go to the 80s and extract this out of here, okay? Because I'm trying not to just, just, just start something I can't finish. That's what I'm trying to do, just trying to slow it down, okay? All right, so 20, I'm going to tell you what 20 means too, because it means something, but numbers are what? They're prophetic, they're predictable, uh, they bring about accountability, numbers are direct product of order, and order is a direct product of law. You can't have order without law. Amen. Uh, uh, the um, mathematicians, they were able to determine uh, to the preciseness what point that spaceship would re-enter. They did it through math. They didn't, they didn't do it through buying nothing. They had a mathematician there. What was the lady's name? And Catherine Johnson figured out through numbers. The whole universe is set up on numbers. Everything is synchronized perfectly because of numbers. The whole economy, the actually root of, of, and the power source of the United States of America is based on numbers, money. It's not that we're so great and God blessed us. No, it's that they were able to get a lot of money out free labor and said God blessed us. And if you take away the money, money, you will find out, did he bless us? <laughs> I, I know a minute. I, I already know. I, I believe it loud for a long time, too, until I started searching the scriptures and found out that the father have laws. The kingdom is governed by laws. And he don't, if you break his laws, he can't do nothing because he'll uh, violate his, himself. You understand? So I'm glad to be here and stuff like that. We've got a great government. It's still bad but it's the best government you can get. <laughs> it is. Amen. It's still bad, but it's the best you can get because, you know, people write one thing and do another, and everything don't apply to everybody because you got the written law, and then you got the spirit of the law, which is the intent of the one who wrote the law. You got the code of the law. You understand? And that's, that's what um, Yeshua was dealing with them on, even when he said, uh, up until now, uh, the law... And the prophets have been preached or taught. And then he said, but now the kingdom message is coming. And he came right behind it and said, but not one stroke of the law is being taken away. And some actually believed him. He said that where the law is passed, it, you know, he, he, he preached this up, the law and the prophets, now the kingdom. We got to teach the kingdom now. Well, the kingdom is laws. That's why he came with the next verse and said that not one uh, jot, not tittle, one stroke, and he was talking about the U, the yard, the tenth letter of Hebrew alphabet. None of that is going to pay. I didn't come to stop that. We'll, we'll talk about it later. I didn't come to do that, but it, it's been presented that way. Am I right? It's been presented that way. Okay, so those numbers are, are bring preciseness. Now, let's look at this right. Let's get into it. I just did a little foundation that hopefully help. Uh, Yahshua Yahu called Isaiah. We're going into this decade. Let me just get into the meaning. 
Let's get into the meaning of what's going on. What's actually going on based on numbers, based on the Hebrew calendar that was given us by Holy Spirit himself, okay? Now, you can't miss it if you do that. You don't have to be trying to rhyme. 2020 vision. I mean, that's, that's, uh, 2020 vision is not the perfect vision. Perfect vision is 20 eagle eye vision. So, and I would tell my wife, I said, I hope, I hope, oh, I hope a particular, particular person I know don't be talking about this year mean vision. Because it doesn't, not from the scripture. And if he do, I understand why they think that. Because we're simply going from a man-made, secular calendar. The cat, see, most people are Catholics and don't even know it. you still under the rulership of the Pope. And Constantine, the emperor. He's still telling you when to go to church, when to have your holidays, when to get your Easter eggs and all that stuff. They're telling you all that. And you go in the scripture, you ain't going to find it. Because we've been taught wrong. You can only teach what you know. Am I correct? Amen. I'm, I'm just James Smith's son, Bessie Bell's son. I just, I've always been rebellious and people telling me stuff that don't, don't feel right, seem right. Mama told me don't never go with the crowd. The crowd will be wrong. So Yahshua, Isaiah 33 and 6, okay, let me, let's read this together. Let's just read this. 5780 begin a new decade that will be a decade of increasing in the knowledge of the kingdom. And I'm going to show you how we get that. All right, the meaning of eight is revealed in the ancient Hebrew numbering system in which the meaning of numbers come from the Hebrew letter words. The Hebrew letter word pay corresponds with the number eight. So the number eight actually comes from the Hebrew letter word eight. I mean, pay. That's where the eight get its meaning from. Now, Yeshua said, I am the olive. See, I know y'all thought she messed the words up when she said uh, olive and the top. He said, I'm the olive and the top. The translators put alpha and omega. Alpha and omega is a transliteration. And what is a transliteration? It's a substitute. It don't even mean what the word meant. It's a transliteration. It's just the alphabet of the Greeks, not the Hebrews. So Yeshua was not spitting out no Greek alphabet. In the original language, he said, I am the olive and the tav. In Genesis 1, I'm going to quote it from the original language, Barashi, Barah, Elohim, Et, Hashemim, Ha'arez. In the English, properly translated, in the beginning, Elohim created the olive tav. The olive tav created the heavens and the earth. The olive tav is the word. See, the first letter, Aleph of the Hebrew alphabet, the last letter is tav. Yeshua is saying, I'm, I am the documented word of the Father put on lamb skin and put on paper that you are studying about. That's me. You look at every translation of the Bible, you will not see that olive tav is left out. You go into original Hebrew Bible, you're going to see it. And you go to your um, concordance, they're going to say that it's untranslatable. Correct, because he translated himself. He gave understanding of what it was himself. When he stood and said, I'm the olive tav, I'm that et that y'all don't understand. That's me. And then in Yochanan, called John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the olive tav, the word. Because Alavav Tav is the word. And the ed, it corresponds with uh, Genesis 1 and 1. John, Yochanan 1 and 1 corresponds with Genesis 1 and 1. Then in the book of Hazan called Revelation, he says again, I am the Aleph and the 
trying to let y'all know I'm the word. I'm the documented word. I'm the word of the father on this earth. I'm the one you've been studying. That's me. You see it? All right. So that pay is it means in the um, ancient. Ancient. Cometitan. Madu neater. It's a picture of a mouth. What you just say? <laughs> Madu neater was changed by the Greeks to hieroglyphics. Writings, right? Picture writing. The Greeks change it. The original word is Madu neater. Madu neater, uh, pictograph writings, is the oldest form of writing on this earth. Cometic, can I tell you what cometic means? Writing of the black people. And I, I ain't doing no racist stuff. But truth is just truth. Okay? So it was the writing of the ancient people of the scripture who wrote the scripture. They wrote in pictograph writings. A picture carries more meaning than a word does. Am I correct? Don't y'all think the father is smart, smarter than us? And he is so much locked up in one word. When you look at it in original language, you'll see a mouth. And it's spelled pay alef. I got the modern up here. Do I have it over there yet? Let me show it to you. No. Okay. All right. That's two. I'm on three. Y'all on two. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, I have the, y'all got the wrong PowerPoint too. I sent y'all the one I updated. I, I'm not going to get to it all. But let's go back just one. Now you see it. You see that pay? Let me see what this point is going to bounce off. You see that word right there? Okay, I'm going to show it to you in the original language, though. Uh-oh, went the wrong way, then. Y'all messing with it for now. <laughs> Throwing me off. Okay. All right. It's spell Aleph pay. Aleph is the first letter of the Hebrew uh, alphabet. Uh, and then you, you got to pay. And I'm going to show you what that means in a minute. Soon they get this back up, okay? And it's the picture is a mouth. So you got two letters that spell that, that pay. Aleph, I mean pay Aleph. Aleph actually means father. You spell father in Hebrew with the first two letters of the Hebrew alphabet, uh, Aleph bed, a bayet. You understand? And I'm going to give you some more things in a minute. I'm just going to teach this and we'll get to it. All right, so Yahshua Yahu or uh, Isaiah 33 and 6 says, Wisdom and knowledge. Is that up there? Wisdom and knowledge. If wisdom and knowledge will be the what? Stability of your time. We just said this is the decade of what? Increase in knowledge of the kingdom, right? So A to come from pay. All right. Now, I got another scripture because I did send an updated PowerPoint. They don't have it up there. I just quoted. Uh, the breed Hayamim or First Chronicles twelve thirty two says, and the children of Yisachar, who had an understanding of the times or seasons, to know what Yisrael ought to do. The tribe of who? Yisachar is Yisachar. Yisachar. They had wisdom and knowledge of the times and the seasons, and they knew. What Yisrael, remember the holy prototype nation, what they should do. You seeing it? And I got, a, I got, a, uh, uh, I got something written now, the seven mantles of Issachar. 
And man, whew, they talking about Utah here in the United States. Boy, some of y'all are going to be shocked when you find out some things. But this particular tribe knew the signs. Okay, they knew what different things meant. Over in Baruchy Genesis 1.14, uh, the word tells us that the Father created the lights. You remember the sun for day, moon for the night. And he also said they shall be for what? Signs and seasons. That word signs is the Hebrew word et or olivav tav. That word seasons is the Hebrew word moadid, and it means divine appointed times. He said the moon is going to regulate uh, you will be able to determine when you are to gather together and have your special days by the creation in the heavens. And the creation in the heavens is going to send you a message from Yeshua, the word in the earth, and tell you what to do, when to do it. Now, the three major holy days are called feast days that the scripture tell us that we should keep. They all begin on a full moon. Every last one of them begin on a full, full moon. Because the father knew that man was trying to get his stupid self up there and change that too. So he said, I'm going to let the moon and the stars do this. You know, and at this full moon, that's when this holy feast, uh, uh, what's coming up next? Feast of Unleavened Bread. Uh, Nisan is going to begin on a full moon. And then you got uh, what the replacement theology called Pentecost is actually Shavuot. Shavuot. Or the fifth day of the canon of the Omer, that day is going to start on the full moon. And then you go to when Yeshua was actually born during the feast of Sukkot or Tabernacle, that started on the, on the full moon. And he was born during the feast of Tabernacle, it's in the scripture. It's, we got teaching on the YouTube to prove it. You don't have to go get no Jewish rabbi talking about when the sheep went out and what time the dogs had puppies and all of that. Just go to the scripture. I, I don't get it. It's right there in the scripture. Right there in the scripture, let us know exactly when he was, and he came during that Feast of Tabernacle, and the significance of the Feast of Tabernacle was water. That's why he said on that last day, the great day of the feast, he cried out with a loud voice and said, any man thirsty to come to me and drink. It's my birthday. I was born for this. This is when I was born. I came into the earth to give you living water. And if you drink of me, you'll be born again, become a citizen of the kingdom, and then out of your belly going to flow some power because the governor, the Holy Spirit, is going to come back in you, and you're going to be able to rule and dominate like I call y'all to do the first. The last Adam was decreeing what the first Adam walked away from. But we, fi we find it, where well, in the scriptures. But if you look at it from a Roman Greek perception, you'll never get that because they ain't going to tell you that. Took it out of there. Okay. Uh, I don't know. He's trying to get it now. Okay, so I don't got to keep moving now, y'all. Y'all eat my time up. All right, so when they get this up, I got the letter pay in the modern language. And what uh, pay means is the spoken word or the way words are used in the language. There it is. Thank you. Y'all some great people. I appreciate you so much. Okay. See it? Pay? You see how I spell? Bounce, bounce, bounce. But you see it. I don't know. They don't mean that. Yes, it does. See, that's what's wrong with us. If Child of Joe didn't say it and make it so simple, then we don't want it. But the scripture said to do what? Study. To show yourself approved unto Elohim God and not man. You understand? So you see this letter pay, it means what? Spoken word or words and the usage of language. The Aleph uh, means father or leader, power and authority of their word. The power and authority of the leader's word. 
See, Pastor King is the Aleph in this ministry. He is the lead, leading father pastor in the ministry, and he carries those words of authority to speak into your life to cause increase. If you look at Proverbs, Messiah uh, and Miss Leah called Proverbs of uh, 14 and 3 or 4, where it said, where no oxen are, the crib is clean, but much increase is gained by the strength of the oxen. That word oxen is Aleph. Go check it out. It's the word spelled out. Aleph Lamed Pei. The spelling for the word Aleph we got up here. So what he was saying, where the father's authoritative word is not present, there is nothing. But much increase in prosperity comes by way of the father's spoken word of authority being in place. And when a leader is speaking the word of the father, the authority goes with it to cause increase. You, you understand? Leaders of families, leaders of a nation. Primarily it's the father in heaven, but he placed fathers in the earth and fathers in communities and fathers in congregations and fathers in families. You understand? And men always carry authority in their words. Women have authority. Women have dominion. Women have power. But the primary impact of, of a woman will come from influence. Okay? All right, so um, the we got three things, the power of words, still dealing with this number 80, the power of the word of the Father, and the Father's spoken word. Now let's look at this next one here. I got nine things I want to just say something to you. Um, and that is, y'all see them? Significance of words. All words have what? An origin of or source. This is just so, you know, I mean, I got stuck, still getting stuck. All words have an origin or source. We are a product of the source of the words that's in our belief system, got in our mind. And then the scripture says, as a man think it's so easy. We think based on the words that came to us that we accepted and received. And then number two, all words carry the power to bless or curse. Death and life is in the power of that word tongue. Actually, you can say pay or speaking by the mouth, the usage of language. You seeing it now? Death and life is in what you say. You're saying based on the source that you connected with. All words are expression of what? Ideas. Ideas are precepts. All right, we receive an idea, a precept, we agree with it, it becomes our concepts. Concepts automatically produce convictions. Why is that? Because the word go in our belief system, there where faith is, and your faith is what you are convicted of. And Yeshua says, as a person thinks, so are they. Our thinking, that's why our philosophy, our philosophy is the knowledge that I love, and the knowledge that I love will be expressed in my lifestyle. So if a person live in a certain way, they're living that certain way because of their what? idea or the word that came to them and that they agreed with. So if you want to change a person, you got to change the way they think. That's why the first message that Yeshua preached when he came on the earth, not on the earth, when he began his ministry, Matthew called Matthew 4.17, he said, repent. Why? Because the kingdom, the government of heaven is here and you can't live by the laws of this government and expect to be successful. You got to change the way that you Think. He wasn't talking about come to the altar and say, Lord, forgive me and cry because we got caught. He wasn't talking about that. He was saying it's a process. You got to change. You got to change the whole way you do things. And you can't do that until you change the way you think. Can't change the way you think until you change your school of thought and the source of knowledge that you possess. 
It's a process. Somebody say it's a process. So when you get born again, you got to go through the process of having your mind changed. Don't be conform a pattern to this world, but have your mind changed, renewed by the what? Word. He was telling them, you got to be taught something different now. You got to be taught to do things different and think different. When you do, I mean, think different, you'll do different because you are a product of what you think. Okay. All right. And then he says, uh, words paint pictures in the mind. Words are the source of the belief system. Man, this is critical. Faith is your belief system. Your belief system is full of your ideologies or ideals or precepts. It's a law. It's a law. What you believe those concepts is going to produce your convictions. I believe I can fly. Well, I believe in gravity too. And you can believe that, and people think they can do that because they actually believe it. It's a law that's working in there. That's why we have to be careful what we let in there. Very important. All right, now words are deposited in the belief system through teaching. They are deposited through what? Teaching. All right, and this is the decade of teach, the teacher and teaching and education. We'll be going into a decade of education. All right. And then uh, you are what you have been taught to think. See, replacement, all the stuff that we were taught, that's, that's why. That's why. That's why. You may look and say, how come they still doing it? Don't they know any better? No, that's what they were taught to think. As a man think it, so is the... Okay, there you go. The school of thought you receive from is your source of knowledge. Ooh-wee, 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 ooh-wee. Uh, a school of thought is knowledge distributed by teachers. Man, I can't get nowhere with this. Okay. Uh, look at, look, just look at this. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 3.15 and Yochanan uh, 21 and 7. Call John. Here we go. This, this decade we're going into is a decade of what? Education. We just come out of a decade of the prophetic. See, the 70s. We just come out of the 70s on the scripture calendar. Now we're going to the 80s. See, each, each decade is a foundation for the next, and then they repeat. You understand? See, 70 comes from the Hebrew olive, uh, olive bed, uh, that letter word, ayin, and it means vision. You see, vision, prophetic vision. You see, having understanding, experience, and vision. A lot of stuff was exposed during this last decade. Now we're going into the age of what? The decade of education. So the primary target is going to be teaching, okay? So the ministry of the governmental teacher will be highly exposed and used. And every pastor must be able to teach. So the, the teaching gift that's in your pastor, you're going to see it in another dimension. Whether he want it or not, it's coming in another dimension because this, the numbers are telling us what's ahead. You understand? And you're going to hear him say some things and speak some things. You're going to say, ooh, pastor, where you get that at? And he's going to be saying, I just, I just heard, you know, the Holy Spirit showed it to me. I, I don't know. He just showed it to me. Ooh, pastor, you're really teaching hard now. I'm already telling you what you're going to be saying, not based on what I'm saying, but based on what the numbers are saying. Hallelujah. And you can depend on numbers. They'll tell you the truth, believe me. You can manipulate them, but if that equation, that song don't come out right, now, you've been cheating because it's not coming out when I apply this form, correct formula on it. So it, it cheating time is over. Okay. Governmental teachers will purposely, somebody say purposely. 
increase the intensity of teaching and training of the ambassador, ambassadors for the what? Scholastic, scholastic work of their ministry. That's why we be saying scholars. We got a private study group page called the Scholar Study Group page. Remember when Yeshua said in Matthew 13, he said, to you has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom and not everybody else. You want to know why? Because they were scholars. Scholars are willing to invest. Scholars are willing to come to a 21-day conference. They'll show up. You don't have to beg them. You don't have to tell them to buy no books. They're going to buy the books. They want to know. So there's a scholastic ministry, and I'm not just going to sum it up a little bit. There's a scholastic ministry that has been overlooked because all we've been hearing is grace and getting blessings. Not understanding that if you keep the laws of the kingdom, blessings will they'll run you down because you activated a law to get blessed. You can't ask the father to give you some money and you didn't sow no seed. That's, he, would, he would be breaking the law. He's not a lawbreaker. Well, the Lord bless me and so-and-so, so-and-so. I know you're not tithing. You're not returning no first fruits. You're not giving. He didn't bless you with that. And the Holy Spirit said, they, they are a good liar. And they're a good convincer. Because I can't do that. Somebody did it, but it wasn't me. You see, you don't, have to you don't have to go through a lot of stress to have success. You just need to be a student of the word and learn the laws of success. And you activate those laws by you being citizen. Legally, they'll work for you. And that's what's going to be coming. I'm telling you now, that's what's going to be coming this whole decade, understanding the laws of the kingdom. The kingdom, not just saying kingdom, kingdom, but actually understanding who is a king, what is a uh, dominion, what is this royal family, how does this thing operate? We'll, have to, we'll begin to study the scriptures from a kingdom perception. When we begin to do that, it's easy to understand what he is saying. See, we've been studying from religion that's based on Greek-Roman philosophy. Approval of those being used by the Holy Spirit will be based on their commitment to study. The Holy Spirit ain't using nothing that's not studying. And this whole deck is for a purpose because the ambassadors, those citizens of the kingdom, those who are born again have been lazy in carrying out our assignment to get the good news of the king's dominion to people in the earth. All we've been talking about is getting saved. First Timotheus uh, 2, he says, the Father will help all men to be saved and, see, we ain't made it to that end yet. We st stuck at the door. Oh, I'm saved. Saved, saved. Oh, he'll save you. And he never intended for us to go to heaven. Did you not know that? We were not created to go to heaven, but religion said, get saved so you can go to heaven. The kingdom message will tell you to get saved so you can bring heaven to earth and you can have an overcoming victorious life in this earth dominating your circumstances and your situations. Your situations, I know we don't have situations, we got situations. Your situations don't supposed to be running you like that. We're supposed to be going through all that and I got to confess the word and I got to believe this and oh, I'm just working hard. I believe I, believe I received this and I got it. It's mine. I'll make five confessions three days in a row and I'm going to turn around three times and flip over and do a somersault and I'm going to confess again and I'm going to come back and all these ways of doing things. Hey, am I telling the truth? And, 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 and you know, all it is, I need to learn some laws. So you're going to have teachers teaching the law because what it is, in order to colonize the earth, we got to colonize it with the culture of the kingdom. 
we got to let people know what their benefits will be if they become a part of the kingdom. And once they become a part of the kingdom, do you teach them the law? That's going to be y'all's job. See, teachers are going to teach, and the people are going to go out and teach. And then we're going to get to it, you know, I don't know. But they're going to, uh, you know, the great assignment called the Great Commission. It's not the Great Commission, it's the Great Assignment. The Great Assignment is, is based on Genesis 1 and 26, when he told them to rule and dominate the earth. In the Great Assignment, he said, go out into all, he said, and teach, 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 teach. Not colonize, not make them wear shoot, uh, suits and ties. He said, go out and teach all nations. Did he not say that? He said, go out and teach them. Uh, number one, I, I got to close because I'm out of time. But I got it up there, but it, that's toward the end. But he said, go out and teach them what I taught you. What you're supposed to teach them is the dominion of the kingdom and the rights and privileges and benefits they'll have if they become a citizen of the kingdom. But he said, you go teach. He didn't tell pastor to do it. He said, you go and teach them. <laughs> Baptizing means to initiate. You remember, got to close. You remember when uh, Yochanan John said, Behold the Lamb of Elohim God? And then Yeshua went to him so he can baptize him? See, it, it's not like what we, think, what we think. See, the water was an uh, initiation process. And the assignment, the ministry that John had was given to him by his cousin, Yeshua, the word. Yeah, it was given to him. And what, what was John doing? He was saying, hey, get ready, the king coming. Another government coming. Y'all get ready. And what he was doing, he was proclaiming the preparation of the kingdom arriving. Yeshua gave him that ministry. And so what Yeshua did, he said, listen, you need to do this because the same school of thought, and they call it back then schools of thoughts, and you had uh, rabbis who were master teachers, and they, each one had a school of thought, Plato and Socrates and all that, those Greek philosophers, they had their school of thought. Well, Yochanan's school of thought was a kingdom school of thought. So Yeshua said, you need to, this is what I came here to get started and established, and I, you need to initiate me into the kingdom school of thought. I'm validating this. I, that's why he said, permit it. It's got to be done. I got to validate what I told you to do. This is the kingdom message. Y'all remember that now? So he said, that's what you do. You baptize or bring them or initiate them into the kingdom school of thought by teaching them. Didn't he say that? And he told them what to teach. Everything I not grace you to do, I commanded you to do. Didn't he say it? I said, didn't he say it? And when he made Adam, the first Adam, when he gave him the vision, how to colonize the earth in Genesis 1, and, I mean 2 and 15, when he said that word work attend is the Hebrew word abad, and it actually means to take the vision you are connected with in heaven, and I want you to cultivate this earth with a heaven, heaven culture. And then the next thing he told him, told, told him in the next sentence, he commanded him. But Grace told us we're not under command. Now you can't, can't tell me, I do what I want to do. I'm not ready yet. You catching it? Okay, so I, I got to close it. I got a lot of stuff. <laughs> I, thought, I actually thought I wouldn't get all this done. I, I, I really did. I really did. I really did. Because I, I want to show you the def, the, just go into there like, and show you the Hebrew words for teacher and stuff like that. Uh, one of the words is kahlita, and it makes reference to the chief speaker of the assembly. 
See, you got teachers, and then you got a chief teacher of the assembly. Okay, so I wanted to break it down and show you what's in your pastor. So when y'all start teaching, you know, you get the illumination of the revelation you got, you won't, you won't get beside yourself. Because <laughs> you got a chief teacher of the assembly. I got to go, doc. <laughs> but, but you in charge. You say you want to what? Okay, let, let's hear this. Let me see which one is it. Y'all get me to, and we're in it on this. Let's go to that 8-1. The 8-1. Okay. Where are we at? We're down too far. Let's, let's move up. That's good. Ain't Transfer, reinforce, and teach. All this stuff is dealing. Do I have control? Give me a 7-1 where Moria, Moriah, Moriah. I tell you what, let's go to the seventh one. Let's do it like this. Yeah, the seventh, the seventh slide. Real quick, I just went through that. Let's go up right there. Now watch this. Let's just end it uh, uh, accentuating what the Holy Spirit is doing because you got the pattern. You got the, you got a pattern. I, I know we got the evangelistic spirit on. I know it. But wait till you start teaching. He teaching now, but not like he will be teaching. See, and it's a reason. So I say real smart, told Renee, um, uh, Dr. King know I'm a teacher. I don't self-proclaim anything. They, they told me I'm a teacher. They told me that. Okay. And uh, what better way of establishing a release of the presence of the Holy Spirit in a particular area than bringing someone who have that gift in that area? Amen. Every pastor is a teacher. Then you have teachers of teachers. And see what this is going to do. It's going to open up because I feel it now. I felt it over there. I said something being poured out in him. And he's going to have that fire. But you're talking about going in some stuff because the stuff we deal with, most Christians don't want to deal with. They say, you divide, you divide the body of Christ. <laughs> then I will give you shepherds. Y'all see this? Yep. I will give you who? Shepherds. After my own heart, who will lead you with knowledge. And with what? Knowledge. Who will lead you with knowledge and so you won't hear him asking you to do a lot of stuff. You're going to hear him giving you knowledge on what you should be doing and understanding and dropping it and just leaving it alone. And you're going to see them respond more than they have been responding. This, this is the word. Now look at this one right here. John 21, 17. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, or Yochanan, do you love me? And then K for Peter was hurt because Yeshua Jesus asked him a third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know, you know all things. You know that I love you. So uh, I left it off. But what did he say? Feed my sheep then. Feed my sheep. Lead them with knowledge and understanding. There's no choice. Feed my sheep. Not fondle my sheep. Right. Feed my sheep. So when the word come across and you get offended inside, you're going to jump ship, jump ship. That'll be your loss. Amen. But he's going to have to feed the sheep. Yeah. A lot of guys are fondling the sheep. But when the feeding process really get deep and heavy in there, you know, you're really going to have a nutritional diet. All right. Let me let me do this. He told me to do this. Let's look at this word for morale, for a teacher. This is teacher. Original word for teacher meaning master teacher, 
early rain, master, archer, razor, or sharp. Right on the point. Right on the, no guessing, right on the point. The one that, I'm, I, I extracted this from the Hebrew letter word, meaning I'm going to go through it. The one, now here's, here, here's what it means when you go to Yeshua and ask him without the, uh, the uh, uh, concordance and the, what you call them, Renee? Uh, no, the, uh, not translation, but meanings. Meanings. Let me just say it like that. But when you go to the word, word have its own meaning. Do the word have its own lexicon? Ain't that something? I didn't know that. I found that out. Word have its own lexicon. And here it is. The one in authority who was established by the anointing who reveals the spirit of the word of life from heaven on earth. That's what each one of those letter words mean. And that's every ambassador. Now watch this right here. Now let's go to uh, this one right here. I mean, the second mean is revelation of the word of Elohim that comes from the power of spiritual gifts establishing the teacher. Now Kahile, here we go. Speaker in an assembly. That's pastor. Somebody say that's pastor. Now this is what this word means going from the Hebrew alphabet. The appointed shepherd. Oh, y'all be changing now, don't you? It changed, Pastor Change. Used to be up there. I don't know what Pastor teaching now. We didn't went got new. Now, wait a minute, we missed that. I said, uh-huh, I got you now. Okay, y'all can see it now? Okay. Kohilit, and it means you got this this uh uh Kof High Lamed top. The appointed shepherd or teacher, you see it, who reveals the established purpose of the word of the covenant. Who re see, holiness, uh, cough, this first letter that spells this word is a key word in holiness. Holiness is what follows the established word. If you want holiness, you, you can't have no holiness without the word. Amen. Another word for holiness is integrity. See, holiness being mean to be one all the time. See, I'm not having Bible study tonight at the casino the next day. I'm the same all the time. That, that's, what, that's what it is. It's, it, it's, it's not confessing, making seven confessions a day and you still doing all that other stuff tomorrow. Holiness is, it means to be integrated, to be one. That's why he said, you need to be one person just like I'm one person. I don't need all these different people. Any different personalities. You're a, you're a holy nation. You, you're in, you, you're seeing it now? All right, so that's a key. And so what, let me end, the appointed shepherd who revealed the established purpose of the word. So that's where the understanding, you know, knowledge and understanding. So a pastor is going to begin to teach with a mantle that you have an understanding. You seeing it? of the word, and that understanding is illumination. Ephesians 1, 17. The Holy Spirit illuminates. The Holy, only the Holy Spirit can do that. So don't get caught up in the man. It's the gift. That's what musicians do. And singing people, that's what they do. Because see, uh, and I got some powerful singers around. You heard my wife, and I have my daughter, she and back there, and they just everywhere. They understand that music is one of the part of the culture of heaven. Music is culture. And, and the cherub that was over the culture of music of heaven fell because he thought his music was more important than the word. Come on. So you got you to gotta have music, right? That's what he thought. Looked in the mirror and saw himself and got, got, he started tripping. Amen. <laughs> and even the music ministry is going to go to a different dimension. 
is going to be molded primarily word-based and not emotional-based. That way when pastors teach, it's just, it's, it's just set, everything is just set. I, I was in the worship then, and I was trying to figure out how we're going to come out of worship and, you know, get into teaching, because I don't teach when he, the Lord is being worshipped, so we got to move and make this transition. Y'all didn't know that then. You, you did know that, I know. I started to get up and say, Spirit of the Lord is coming down, coming down, down, down. <laughs> Just to make the transition, but the worship was off, and I appreciate uh, the worship leader and everybody uh, participating. All the worship leader does is just show, open the door and show you the way. That's it. I mean, the worship is in you. Okay, so I'm going to stop there. So I want you to appreciate your pastor, pray for him. Uh, it's not that he's just going to be teaching. It's going to be the laws of the kingdom. And it's going to be a kingdom-centered uh, message, which is totally against religion. So when he say certain things, don't, get, don't hold on to your religion. The belief systems are contaminated. So their contamination, it's got to be rooted out. Okay, will y'all do that for me? Amen. Thank you, Father, for your word. Holy Spirit, we pray now that you will solidify this word in our hearts, bring supernatural recall in our lives. Uh, you said you will confirm it yourself with miracle signs and wonders. Uh, continue to strengthen, encourage.